Transcending the Veil. I have been thinking and exploring how to explain the process of rediscovering yourself. Okay. Currently, I am at a stage where I feel I'm more conscious about myself and let's call it the inheritance that we have as spirit. But how would you describe that process of awakening or rediscovering yourself for people who still live in in the mindset of you're born, you take education, you get a job, and uh, you get a house, you get married, you get children. Essentially, you consume and then you die. Mm. And people think that's the end of it. Yeah. But how do you explain to people with that mindset that there's much more out there? I don't how know. would you start that? I struggle with that a lot. And I don't know how. And for me, the first thing I need to think about is the movie Out on a Limp by, what's her name again? Shirley, Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, exactly. Because that, for me, captures it very well, what it means to sort of go on that spiritual journey, on that seeking path, on that spiritual path. Because how she starts in that movie is kind of, she starts to notice uh, notice synchronicities in her life and that sort of interesting people with interesting information come into her life and she goes deeper and deeper and, you know, and discovers more and more. That for me co- covers that quite well, how you get into that entire topic. But how to explain it to someone, I, I still struggle because, yeah, from, from this standpoint where we are right now with this awareness, let's call it awareness. Um, I always struggle to understand how can I explain that to someone who hasn't got this awareness. And for me, it's I'm I'm personally I'm I'm not a person who wants to um, or who needs to convince anyone. I, honestly, I, I I really I couldn't care less if other people don't have a have a different view, right? I don't need to convince them of my view. However, it's very nice to converse with people that have similar views or even deeper looking views into topics, right? Mm. Um, so for me, it's it's not much of a topic to... Well, it's not about convincing, but it's more like yeah, giving them that point of view, which goes beyond certain limits that you had before, which I had before. So I don't really question myself on how I would do it because I naturally did it with myself. I don't know what. How would you approach that? Have Have you got Have you got anything for you? Um, I'm <clears throat> I'm starting to look back at the tools and perhaps books or movies that started my journey. And Out on a Limp was one of those, uh, because as I remember that movie, uh, she was very skeptical in the beginning. She was mm-hmm. an uh, actress. On, on Broadway or something and yeah. eventually went into uh, movies and she was very skeptical but as you said synchronicities 
um, made her aware of, let's call it the invisible world, and she started yeah. exploring that. Uh, also, um, my interest in, let's call it non-human intelligence or ETs, was also part of that movie, and she introduced that very nicely, and yeah. also out-of-body experiences was also part of that movie. So there was a lot of <clears throat> information packed in that movie that still remains with me, although it's, let's say, it's 30 years ago since I watched it the first time. It's still there in, in the back of my mind, and movies like that, I believe, have some kind of what I call trip codes, um, codes that your soul picks up because it's it's a sign of remembering something. Mm. And it triggers something in your mind that gets you curious. <clears throat> and I think based on that movie, when I was in the beginning of my 20s, I started looking into um, people in Denmark locally where they had these kind of abilities, clairvoyance that were able to see the future or see things that I could not perceive myself. And I was kind of looking back, back at it now, I was just kind of studying what they were doing. And it led me to uh, taking a, a long training in what is called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, that was uh, the full word of it back then. And the teachers there um, also were were kind of very spiritual, but that they didn't talk much about it in their in their training because the training program was more structured in in a, like in a materialistic way of hypnosis and and use of language and and, and stuff like that. But in the breaks, people started asking them about spiritual topics. And NLP is a way of understanding our, our mind. And they had been looking into people who were skeptical about channeling or um, being able to do uh, clairvoyance. But through what's called modeling in NLP, it's just you, you, you model people who has an ability that you want. Mm -hmm. So there were some people uh, among those NLP trainers that were able to model someone who was a clairvoyant and get the same abilities using these kind of models through NLP. And what what they did, I, I still, it's still a mystery to me how they did it. But essentially, you ask a lot of questions about how do you perceive the world, how do you do this, how do you do that, how do you sit, how do you talk, how do you speak, what's on your mind when you do this, <clears throat> and those kind of tools that I have experienced myself, I can share with people, but it's not necessarily, it, that's my path, right? So yeah. that, was, that, that is my form of awakening or remembering or rediscovering myself. Yeah, it's interesting because to everyone that you talk to, everyone with a similar awareness had their own path, how they got to this stage. And that's always different to yours. And while you were talking, I needed to think a lot about this question of right, how to explain it to someone. Because on my path, it really started with own experiences. Because I 
sim very similar or same as you i i lived in a very rational world analytical rational physical world for at least 30 years that's how everything made sense to me um, and obviously in in that world you hear the word soul right it is talked about but it is in a sense it is a concept because you can't there is no physical proof it is um, so you disregard all of the information around it um, but for me I think it is very similar to Shelley McCain um, to, to when you start noticing synchronicities that is weird because they are always there in your life but when you start noticing them and you think that there is more happening and you can't explain what it is and I still cannot properly explain it but I'm much more comfortable with the concept now because now I recognize it and I can work with it and before that is kind of in that mist hazy life you, you see these strange synchronicities and you think that's a strange coincidence right um but for me the i think you really need to have proof yourself that something is working in the non-physical because then then you go into that topic until you don't have proof you don't go into that topic i think it's um for us it's probably very we are very comfortable with this metaphysical non-physical spiritual topic because we both have our own personal proofs of it yet for i think for ufos and extraterrestrials we are fascinated by the topic yet we don't have proof and that's how i see that topic however it fits very well within my picture how the world works of the non-physical and physical and within that understanding ufos and so on fit in quite nicely so i i can accept them but i don't have proof for them mm. um yet for me I, th i think one of the real trigger points was when i started on that shamanic journey when when i met my spirit animal and i had emotional and physical reactions to it and that was so abundantly clear that something is working some something just happened um which i couldn't deny rationally myself i think that that was for me a trigger point where then i really went deep into i i, w I was more open to to consume knowledge about mm, the non-physical world and used you know same with then remote viewing you slowly get into that topic from a rational perspective because you're interested in this um yet you start to see that it works as well and then you start to perceive things with your third eye and you have real world confirmations of it and that that for me for me the key thing is those personal experiences if you don't have them you, you there, there is no from an analytical and logical point of view there's no reason why you should trust it or why you should believe it so i think the key thing is really those personal experiences and and that is i think very unique to every single person so that lets me down to the argument that there can't be a general explanation of it 
like if you, if you want to talk with someone about it and explain it to someone you really need to grab the person where they are in their own life experience and try to find out right what sort of have you noticed what you can't explain and go deeper with that person on that path and mm -hmm. help them understanding that i think because if if i talk about my my experience and how i became aware about certain things it is my experience but it's not yours yeah. even your even yours is different but yeah. we are now on a level where we had so many experiences ourselves that we we align again and can talk about it yeah um yeah the path is different it's very individual so a general explanation for me is just a nice story in the end because there's <laughs> yeah it is it's interesting if you could do experiments with that person on the way which um with my daughter i i did a shamanic journey for for the spirit animal and it was very quick for her and she got it it's very interesting so these these kinds of things when people have their own experiences um i think that that really helps that is really required on this do you think um I, I want to explore that um, what you just said about the taking your daughter on a shamanic journey and her getting to know her spirit animal. At her at her current age, do you think she will dismiss it as an adult, or just um, forget about it? Because children in that age are in a already. It's proven that children are in a trance state until they're eight. Yeah. So they absorb everything hmm. our beliefs all the dysfunctions that we have they absorb everything but i also know from my own experience that i can't remember much from my own childhood <clears throat> so that experience with your daughter taking her on that shamanic journey do you think that that will uh, perhaps uh, mold her future like uh, like on a spiritual path or it really depends on her surrounding of the future years but i think it is something that she's old enough to remember later on if she ever needs to remember if if there are more things happening in her life that led her on a spiritual path it will fit within that journey if she has no exposure to sort of a spiritual path she will forget about it and disregard it maybe Mm. So I think it is now a memory that is accessible, either easily or quite deep down. Mm. But it is something she can rely on in the future. If is she it wants to, right? Yeah, exactly. Does she refer to to that session? Not anymore, no. Oh. No, for her it wasn't a big deal. That was quite interesting. So she didn't have any emotional reactions to it. That was interesting. Yeah. And well, she, I think... could it, she could describe it quite well. That was interesting. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And it was quick. I was surprised by that. They're so open. This is what I, I forget because children are so open. And, and I've seen that described in many, many books that children are open until a certain stage of their development and then they cut off that kind of let's call it spiritual connection or disregard mm -hmm. it and focus on the external world instead of what's going on inside 
Yeah, but the thing is, that really is mental programming what happens, right? Because we we are brought up in a world where this doesn't exist. Mm. Right? It's a very rational world that we are brought up in. So yeah. we disregard anything related to something we can't rationally, rationally explain. Yeah. And I think that that sort of cuts the cord or the, the open door to that, that world. Um, is, it would be interesting to, because I haven't really looked into that, because surely there are people brought up in a totally different world where it is existing. I know of people that have it since their childhood and they openly talked about it with their parents and they work with it and it's not a big deal for them. So yeah. they kept that channel open. This is what yeah. I find fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. That from from a parent perspective, I have my own daughter as well. Um, it would be interesting to get perspectives from from parents who have actually raised their children in, in with this spiritual awareness. Mm-hmm. That that would I would find quite interesting to to do, and, and that leads me into uh, conscious parenting and, and stuff like that that I have not really researched, but perhaps I should when. <laughs> one day <laughs> and and as you and I spoke of before doing this recording that there's so many topics that are interesting and and it's a, just a huge buffet that you can just choose from when you get to this point where you're curious about your own origin <clears throat> and accept that there's this non-physicality uh, around us the the, the the invisible world when you acknowledge that it's there there's so many options so many places to go and uh, what I'm, what I'm, um, yeah. One thing I want to ask you about is how, when you talked about those synchronicities that were happening, um, in your current view, what is a synchronicity? What is that experience? What is that experience? For me, it is an information exchange in the end. Right, energy, energy. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, obviously, fundamentally, it is energy. Um, but it is an information that is brought to my attention of my mind, to my, how do we, we refer to it, our, our awakened consciousness, our awakened consciousness that we have access to, from... I don't want to pinpoint where it is coming from, but it certainly is coming from a much larger consciousness or a non-physical world, but it's brought to my attention in the physical world. I think that that essentially it is, is like synchronicities are, you notice that certain information keep on coming into your life in the most unexpected ways. But for some reason you start noticing them. And if you ignore them, this type of information comes in much sort of bigger quantities and um, more dominant into your life. So these for me are synchronicities. So it is really bringing certain information to my attention. Um, that, that are, those are synchronicities for me. That is one part where my mind for some reason needs to be made aware of certain information. Um. Can I ask you a question here? Because 
the thoughts that come up in my mind is synchronicities is is an event that trigger your development your own development it can trigger your development if you notice it of course because it is the same thing or it's so strange that i hear this word so often or this topic comes into my life and you just disregard it or you just deal with that topic right it's, yeah. it's, it's still up to you because that's the thing right i i, I believe that there are synchronicities always happening you just don't notice them but if yeah. you become aware of them then you follow that path and that leads you into there yeah, many interesting things because one thing leads to another and it all snowballs yeah um which leads me to the next part which is mindfulness because how do you notice these things and that is actually becoming mindful of what's going on around you and inside of you all the time isn't it and there's this huge movement of mindfulness <laughs> yeah right yeah and it's 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 even in in like in in the business world there are like courses for for uh, employees to take these mindfulness classes and become aware of what's going on and they they kind of uh package spirituality in in a setting that is accepted in that part of that that world we was as let's call corporate world or business world mm. but being mindful of what is going on will make you notice all those kind of strange events that we might call synchronicities things repeating people saying certain words that you have heard from other sources or something that really triggers you into researching or exploring stuff right i i would say fundamentally you are right however i believe that those words are misused right now the practices i, I feel like for me it's personal experience with yoga you start noticing that so many people are doing yoga these days in the western world but for me it always felt like more a recreational sport for people and, and that is how i first got in touch with it right so some people yeah come along and yes i tried this yoga i tried that yoga i tried hot yoga i tried whatever you know there's so many forms and mindfulness is also in currently in big corporations a topic as well so it is you know and we, we even get it on isn't it on the iphone or something where you even get a mindful app or whatever so to you know once in a while relax on on the apple watcher i, I don't know um but you know it, it, it gets co incorporated into our world but it seems like more from a rational perspective that you should do that right you need to calm down lower your heart rate and so on but it is not the mindfulness that you are actually talking about it is more it is sort of a a rational approach to this but really because when you do that right now now we're going to do like you know a bit of a five minute mindful breathing sitting down relaxing but it doesn't get you to this awareness of noticing things not at all um 
you need to have personally an awareness about yourself in, in order to be mindful and this is what i believe that you're referring to because then then i, I totally agree with you it is it is mindfulness to be aware of it or start to notice things because for me it is i i expressed it always a bit differently but i think it is mindfulness in the end is where i when i started to notice how well my intuition works and it only worked if i was able to disregard my entire surrounding like the world and everything around me and just focus on myself and mind and then intuition was so spot on so i could find people i could find locations and it was just always perfect and i can do that if i can disregard the world in the end it means being very mindful but i've i never could have gotten there to this understanding if i just try to be mindful right <laughs> if you just you know, try to relax <laughs> yeah as an exactly as an exercise because it is not just an exercise it is no. It is an awareness that you need to get to and you can't get to that through an exercise, at least for me. However, I also need to challenge my own um, statement there because what I found interesting with my apnoe diving, my free diving experiences, because it is an extreme sport really, but only this extreme sport was able to put me into a very centered situation, like self-centered situation, which I was not able to achieve through meditation. Because for me, meditation is sort of, I always approach this as kind of a practice, practice right? Um, like what, what you do, like similar to yoga, I tried meditation and it never really worked. Yet through free diving, I learned what it means to be fully centered and disregard everything. Um, so there must be, I think that the trigger points are always different for every person because you, you also start to meet people for them. Meditation is very easy. And for me, it's like, no, sorry, my mind is always racing around. I can't focus. Um, but now knowing what it means that there's nothing in your mind, just through this free diving experience, I can go back into that experience being like 10 meters underwater, not breathing and staying there for a few seconds without air, without anything around you. Mm. Um, so I can put myself in that focused situation. And that is the only, due to that, I only managed to do this past life regression. Otherwise, I, my mind would have been all over the place, but was due to that, I managed to focus. And, and that really is mindfulness in the end, what I managed to achieve. Um, so that is, but then, you know, as you see, it is already as a very personal journey, how I got there. Yeah. It is not through this like Western world approach. Now that's, we're going to do mindfulness for five minutes. Yeah. I think that that is just total rubbish. This is the same as people go to yoga every week. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's tricky to talk about other people because you don't know where they are. Um, uh, but it, it feels like that many people do many things just recreationally. Uh, it, it still has an effect on people, certainly, but not to the extent where it is coming from, like where yoga is coming from, um, what you really want to achieve with it. Um, 
yeah, that, that's how I feel about it. It's a very personal journey. But in the end, I agree, it is mindfulness. Yeah. It's just very tricky to get to this mindful state. Yeah, it is. And and for me personally, I I wouldn't have reached this kind of awareness of myself. Uh, per, well, perhaps I've been doing that most of my life without realizing that I was reflecting on what I experienced. But as I got more perhaps mature um, and based on the feedback that I got for, for uh, uh, feedback from, from my managers, for instance, uh, saying that I was a very sensitive guy, I was um, <clears throat> very reflective, uh, that that was perhaps one of those like triggers or moments where I'm starting to realize and acknowledge the more non-physical aspects of me, saying, okay, that that is part of my experience as a human being, and perhaps also part of my personality. And then, uh, of course, you introduced me to human design, and I've been looking into these Maya Briggs type indicators and all that. So personality types and exploration of those has been on my mind for many, many years. And now recently, human design is is uh, an, another flavor, but a more perhaps holistic view of what we are. But getting to that point where I'm actually aware of my search and rediscovering more about what I what I am, not necessarily who I am, but what I am on an energy level, realizing that that what we're having right now is is a soul having a human experience and coping with a human awakening, mm -hmm. right? So that's that's the level I'm at currently. But how will you explain that to other people? Uh, I, you, you also said something in, in the beginning where you you don't feel the need to push this to anyone else mm -hmm. because it's a personal journey. It's it, people might not even in this lifetime wake up to their reality, other than we yeah. eat, we uh, uh, we mate, and then we die, mm -hmm. and then we go back to nothing, right? Yeah, and but I, I think that when when we talk about it, is um, I think every every soul has their own journey on this planet, right? And then we talk about where the souls are coming from and what what experience they signed up for on planet Earth. We know that is at least let's say we are led to believe that it is different for every single soul, and there are certain groups of souls that have a very similar mission here. Um, and some are from here. Some have been here for a long time and haven't got this previous experience with which some people have and a very small amount of people can actually remember previous things and their mission and so on. And most of us can't, but uh, many of us seem to be interested in these topics and start to, I don't want to say start, start to understand things, but getting interested in these topics and start to experience things. And that, I believe, is, is probably happening to more and more people. 
um, compared to sort of how it was a few centuries ago. Um, that, that is certainly an interesting phenomenon. Yet I, it's not for everyone to discover this. Yeah. And, and this leads me to the next question. Like since this is not for everyone, um, for instance, the author uh, Dolores Cannon, Dolores Cannon, talks about uh, backfill people. I don't. Are you aware of this? Heard, um, no, let's talk about it. I, I don't think I've okay. listened to that okay. before. So uh, she's very much into the um, uh, what does she call it? Um, the world that we perceive is a hologram. Okay. And this is based on her um, research that has been done with uh, clients in in this hypnotic state for decades. Um, but through those sessions that, that she has done with people, she was taught about people that are visible in our reality, but they have no function. They're just there as, as fill fillers, just like like that's you. That's a very harsh way of putting it. Go on. <laughs> that's that's her way of describing it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you might interact with them, but they have no no purpose. Mm -hmm. It's just like part of. And it resembles a little bit uh, something out of the the movie The Matrix, where mm. everything is generated. Everything is a hologram. <clears throat> but what I find fascinating about Dolores Cannon and her stories and her accounts in her many, many books is that she's not the one coming up with these theories. It's actually her clients in a trance state that actually express this. Yeah. And it's interesting how she argues truth, right? She says, that, right, there are hundreds of people that have said the same. So I regard it as truth. And and yeah, but, yeah, very interesting. Because interest for me, the interesting part is that these stories align with channeled information, because information from a hypnotic state is a person through the own person, right? The own yeah. person ex accessing certain parts um, in their larger consciousness, essentially. Whereas channeled information is coming from another entity. And if these stories align, that for me is okay. It's interesting through how many ways the same information gets to us. And then I, I think yeah, there's truth behind it. Because I certainly haven't got experience in that. I haven't got personal experience, have had experience in, in these areas to say that is true. But yeah. And this leads me back to my original question. How do you express this kind of path of, of rediscovering yourself to people? If you want to let them enjoy the freedom of this kind of awareness, or you have a desire to help people wake up, let's, let's put it like that. Well, the thing is, I don't have that desire, not in the slightest. And I would even go so far that this discussion is that we're having 
as much as it is interesting, is irrelevant. Because for me, there is no need to help other people on this path. Because it, every everyone has their own path, right? And everyone has their own experience. And if I would give information into their path, that is my information, but is not necessarily the information they need, they will discover the right information. And maybe yeah. it happens because they are someone asked me questions because they're interested in a certain topic, and then we can exchange about it. But yeah. I would never go as far as to say, right, oh, you need to look into this, you need to look into that. That for no, me it's is inspiration. Yeah, um, inspiration, yes, but not not in the sense that I need to convince you of this or, no. or that. No, no, not at all. Um, no. So I don't, I don't, also I don't feel like there's no need in helping anyone on anyone's path. For me, it's for what I find interesting is, at least that is my very egoistic approach to it, right? Um, over the recent, yeah, definitely the recent year, I had contact with a lot of people on, on their path. And you obviously talk with them always quite lengthy um, about various topics and then you you sort of you see all right you had a look into this topic you had a look into that topic you have this understanding of the world you have that understanding about this um thing and you for me then i see right okay they're on that level sort of they're on that level of understanding and then you some you sometimes meet people that certainly have done a lot more than yourself mm. um but you also meet a lot of people that have only looked into some topics but never looked beyond because they they never went over a certain barrier of mere understanding or putting certain things together and yeah. there and that is interesting when you see people and talk about other topics which for me feel like right um that that is sort of on a similar level of understanding and for them, it is very far-fetched or inconclusive, or they they don't understand the concept. And yeah. That is is interesting to discover. So it is a very it's a very sensitive approach, uh, topic, I think, to talk about with people, um, to really slowly have a look right where are they in their understanding and what can we talk about and whatnot. And but sometimes you meet people where you can talk about everything, and that is obviously yeah. then very. These connections are very fulfilling for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and certainly because you can help your each other, and what what you, what I certainly feel more and more is that, most of the connections that I now have, they always have reason for an information exchange, mm. where I meet people and we know within the conversation right. The reason we've met is because you knew you needed to tell me this piece of information. Sometimes it is a one-way exchange and sometimes it's a two-way exchange where then I also get information and it is so abundantly clear, right? The only reason we needed to meet is because we needed to exchange these two information because it fits, sort of is kind of a puzzle piece that fits into our own puzzle and we can 
sort of continue our path because we need to look into this area and that area. Yeah. And that, that for me kind of fits <coughs> also into how Dolores Cannon describes the 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 reason we are incarnating on Earth is for for this very difficult experience that it is planet Earth. Um, and linking to incarnations is right. There, there are things put into our life that we need to deal with. Either we can say, right, all of that is too much and we leave early. Then we need to come back and do it again. Or there are situations in our life that we disregard and don't deal with. But it's all about going through these experiences and learning from them. Um, so it is all about right experience, learning, evolving, essentially, right? Um, so that's how I feel like. Let me put in a, a little word there: trust, trusting, trusting that what you are experiencing is actually real. And and also um, the the people that you mentioned earlier um, or referred to where they have reached a certain level of understanding, they might not be able to get out of their comfort zone because sometimes it takes courage to uh, yes. dive into other things that are outside of your comfort zone. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's also topic fear is, I think, a good topic. Because yeah. fear really is a border, limiting yourself. But when you yeah. look on the other side of fear, then you feel just bliss. It's yeah. very interesting what what kind of mental barrier that really is that we have in ourselves is just either through our surrounding society and so on. But if you look any type of fear that you can think of, you always find people that don't have that exact fear. Yeah. And it is most of the time is either society because many people have very similar fears. So we say, oh, yeah, but you can't do that because of that. And we know that is dangerous or terrible. But then you also see people that do exactly that. And they just ludicrous or what? No, but they understand that it is just a mental barrier. That's a re reward on the yeah. other side. Exactly. But what it is a tricky one. It, it For me, it is... Yeah, I, I always have the greatest respect for people that have faced certain fears and went on and sort of managed to do the step beyond. Yeah. Because I know how tricky it is. And I haven't yeah. faced all my fears yet. So there are still things to come. <laughs> Me neither. But I'm I'm very inspired by your uh, deep diving experiences because you feared uh, deep water, right? And you yeah. faced that fear. And now it seems as if you've learned a lot from that experience. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I would never imagine that I've done that. But yeah, that's so true.